Grottopod for the first time in 2018. So am I. Whoa. I'm in the Grottopod. With me in the Grottopod, Great Falls, Montana, second most famous export. Oh, you think? Bridget Quinn, author of Broad Strokes. That's exciting. Co-host of the Grottopod. I'm twice. I'm second twice. You know, of course, who you're second to. Uh, some football player. I can never remember his name. I think Charlie Russell would be number one. Oh, maybe you're so number So I'm three, three, if I'm lucky. I'm very lucky. Rapidly declining. Yes. My At least among Great Falls, Montana fame. people. Here in the Grotto yes. Pod, she is number one. Can I tell you one thing, though? Uh, you can tell me all you want. Okay, because we have nothing to talk about. Right. Um, but this is a bit time-bound, but Great Falls, Montana yesterday had mm. minus 43 wind chill. Holy cow. Yeah, that's why I live here. Yeah, well, uh, I, as you know, just got back from exploring the great Northwest where it was not that cold, but colder. Snowy. Snowy. I was pretty looking. Loving it. Loving it. Came back not happy with this tent. The tent's a little too warm for me. But um, I feel like it's cold. It's cold for here. Well, no, actually, it's a little bit above normal for here. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's supposed oh. to be colder. I was riding my bike on Monday. That was New Year's, mm-hmm. and it seemed cold. Uh, no. No. Okay, well, what do I know? Not also, cold. I was in the East Bay. Microclimates here. Microclimates and micro-earthquakes. They had oh, yeah. that I did not feel. It so, doesn't seem that micro. It kind of scares me. Like, I better be prepared for the well, big one. I uh, Yeah, of course. And today, of course, is devoted to tweet, tweets and newspaper articles about how you better be prepared for the big one. And are you? we forgot. Well, no. We have water. Here's the thing. I don't think we have that either. <laughs> uh, my house, I not, these headphones are just not. Just take them off. Yeah. You my have house, a hat on and headphones. I know, because I am, as we discussed earlier, the only person downtown wearing workout gear today. Yeah. Even though I am wearing leggings, look. Oh, yeah, look at that. And it's weird because, you know, it's January, early January. I don't want to give away the date, but you would think everybody would be wearing workout gear. Okay, I was two different places where I thought they would be packed with people working out Mm -hmm. yesterday and the day before, almost empty. What is going on? Maybe. No one got um, the memo. Well, given that everyone has spent the last two years so obsessed with how bad the last two years are, maybe they've just given up. Maybe they've just decided, screw it. Maybe we won't make it through 2018. And if we don't, who cares how fast? Maybe nobody over eight. Maybe everyone feels great about themselves. Well, not me. As, uh, <laughs> not me either. Well, <clears throat> as you Grotto Pod, avid Grotto Pod listeners know, uh, we have been on hiatus mm-hmm. for a month. I feel like I've hardly seen you. I have hardly you seen have you. Hardly seen me. But I've I, definitely not talked to you here. Right, right. Because again, I, you know, I had various things come up, and it made me be gone forever, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then took a little trip. A little Christmas trip up into the winter wonderland of Washington. And you liked it? Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. You think you'll move there? Uh, eventually. Not now. Right. That'd be a bummer. What with the Grotopod and all? That would be a little challenging. It is true. Um, but on the subject of New Year's. Yes. Since we got nothing to talk about uh, other than really showing up to encourage our listeners to continue listening. Oh, please. We didn't want you to go too long without something to listen about. And uh, uh, next next week we have new guests. Beginning next week we yeah. have new guests. We're going to roll out a, super a exciting whole, people, a huge slate, as I said on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, um, so it's going to be a very rewarding and, and even perhaps controversial things. Um, I know big we just, names, small we just names, had a little names in between. hint of some controversy that might come onto the Grotto Pod. That maybe could come onto the Grotto Pod. So please, literary controversy. Well, that's that's what we discuss here. We discuss yeah. literary stuff. Yeah. Oh, good point. Um, so please stay tuned, uh, and hopefully you enjoyed. You know, I think so. 
I think people enjoyed some of those rerun episodes because for a couple reasons. One, to see just how different, like we we re-ran the toy boat, we re-ran episode number two, which was Ethan and Poe, founders of the Grotto. Uh, And I think it was cool to listen to to see, A, you know, recount that once again, and B, the changes that have happened here in the Grotto Pod itself. Yeah, no kidding. Since episode two. We are way slicker. Uh, did you find, feel that we were way, way slicker? Mm, I think we got a little more of I'm a glad to hear that. how this goes. Yeah, I uh, we don't interrupt each other quite as much. There's a bit of that. Well, we were browbeaten early for interrupting each other. It's understandable, really. Yeah. I'll if you're you, trying to listen to people. It is. It is. I'll tell you what. Uh, doing my other podcast, Is It Good for the Jews, last night, I realized I interrupt way more on that one. Way more. In fact, I get... Stopped occasionally. Wait, I'm not done yet. With the fingers in the air? Well, because, you know, on that one, we discussed some pretty heated topics. And as my partner, Eric, is talking, I'll get an idea. Right, right, right. Like, oh, 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 I want to add this. But um, the thing with me is that I don't care if I'm interrupted. And so I mm. guess I don't realize because I grew up that way. Nine uh, siblings. Yeah, we just talk over each other. Mm -hmm. And you just fight for space. Mm -hmm. And just, I mean, I just talk louder, faster. Eventually, you, someone hears me. When you were presumably. a kid, did you screen the movie Yours, Mine, and Ours often in your home? No. We had no way to screen anything, right? We had because, no TV? Well, we had a TV, but it had two channels, and you just had to get what you got but, when you oh, got it. Oh, 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 oh. Um, remember the, the, the 70s? I remember the 70s, but, you know, my 70s were in Southern California. Oh, uh, we didn't have cable. Not in Great Falls, Montana. Right, and I, I lived struggling. outside of town. Oh. So we had no cable. Boy, oh, boy. In I a know. cabin? No, not at all. Oh. In a split level. Uh. <laughs> Built in the 60s. Late 60s, actually. See, the mixed messages, I, I just don't even know where to the go. The whole log cabin thing is, as soon as I see or meet someone who lives in a log cabin, I know they're not from Montana, when they're in Montana. Mm-hmm. And when I see the antler chandeliers and things like that, oh, that's just not, that that's not very, how I grew up. It seems very Ted Turner. Yeah, exactly. And so um, my my Montana, although I have said this many times before, um, not maybe not here, but my Montana was not the Montana of um, antler chandeliers. It was used car lots and Air Force bases, so Which, a little different. In my world, is more intriguing. Uh, I actually visited a log cabin while I was in Washington. I have a friend who lives in a log cabin, and it's pretty legit. Yeah, oh, they can be legit I for mean, sure. I it was out there on Whidbey Island, and it was this kind of setup where yeah. – uh, he was renting it. It was built in the 50s. It looked like someone built a room, a one-room log cabin, and thought, mm, I think we need a bathroom. So they built a bathroom. And they thought, you know, it'd be nice, a bedroom. So they built a bedroom. So it's really just this ramshackle log thing with the threw wood on the fire that he had chopped himself, and he had been shooting ducks that morning. I don't know why Ooh. I made the wood chopping motion. motion I, thought, I think you were getting the head off the duck. I, there were feathers, so I don't know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. One of my, I think it was my great uncle or my great great uncle built uh, one of the lodges in Glacier National Park that's a big oh. log cabin. So I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just saying it's not like a daily, like your right. average person is living HGTV, in a... If you you'll get that correct. Uh, extreme log cabin show, and I think that's the Ted Turner guys you're talking about. You know, Willis, you know who the log cabin. biggest purchaser, well, this was maybe 20 years logs. ago, of log cabins in Montana is who? the Japanese. It's a, one of the major exports of Montana at one time was log cabins to Japan. 
Oh, they shipped the log cabin to Japan. Yeah, it's like a prefab. Pre-fab. Like I think it's like Lincoln Logs. Yeah. Right? Like you put it, like they're numbered or something, and then sure. you ship them over there and you yeah, put yeah. it back together. Yeah, Land so there you go. in a Lindahl Cedar home. Well, there you, you go. With a kit, you build it, but it's not a log cabin. Do you think we're boring people mm-hmm. right now? Absolutely. Maybe but a little. We're happy to have you back. So let's dive into some literary discussion. Yeah. Because we are literary types. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to do today, so we're looking forward at another year, and uh, I just talked about people making. New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. And I think to just come straight out and say, what's your New Year's resolution, BQ? Would be I don't know that you're going to want to hear it, Larry. Uh, it doesn't involve <laughs> syrup. No, um, that was, I just say that was Roy's eat, uh, more syrup. eat more syrup. But he wasn't joking. He wasn't being, he's the only person in America who wants to eat more sugar. Uh, well, this year. as I said, he's the only one who's a, who will admit that he wants to eat more sugar. Right, and can, and he'll be fine. We were at a party where my very organized wife decided she needed to go around the room and ask people what they were doing. We got a couple through, through a couple, and this other woman that I don't know, she said, what do you, and I talked about this on my other podcast, what is your New Year's resolution? And she said, I want to be able to burp the phrase, ya basic, which is Why a nonsense that? phrase, which oh. made it awesome to me. Like, yeah. how absurd. Uh which was great on two levels, as I said, because it was absurd. Right. And because it stopped the process of my wife asking everyone what their New Year's Right, because what if it was, was like to have more sex? Well, it's just kind of boring to go around there and say, what's your New Year's resolution? I know. It's like, well, what's your I'm dream? Lose 17 pounds, you know? Right. Uh, so let's stick to writerly. I, I have my New Year's resolutions uh, were all writerly. Well, I want to talk about the... I think there's a, a risk in making writerly New Year's resolutions. Oh, let's talk about that. Yeah. So, but what's the risk? You fail. Yeah. Is that a problem? It's not you realistic. And, oh, and well. then every year you make the same resolution, and then you fail every year. Because I, you know, I, I went through that phase. I bet everyone, you know, when you're a writer or nominally or otherwise, you tend to think what's a New Year's resolution? Well, it's going to have to do with writing, right? It's going to be yeah. some sort of renewed commitment. Or some sort of deadline that involves my writing. Well, here's the thing: I have a real deadline, so we're going to get to. I gotta, yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta do it. Right, but that's not really a resolution. Well, it is. is, The resolutions around that, yeah. But so the resolution is: how am I going to make that happen? And it's to live like a sane person instead of a crazy person. Uh, In my opinion, please, please expand. Okay, so you're hearing this for the first time. I am hearing this for the yes, first time. Yes, I'm telling you because you might be like, hmm. So one of my New Year's resolutions is to treat my job like a job. What? Mind blown, right? Let's okay, I see the fingers. I yeah, see the yeah, fingers. Yeah. I'm getting the fingers. No, no. The fingers is let's, let's, yeah. let's look into that a little yeah. bit more because I think that is a primary issue that all writers who don't make more money than you know, right. the manager of a Burger King, which right. is all of us, face. Right. And what? so what do I mean by that? Mm-hmm. I mean have an actually – completely regular schedule instead of catch as catch can every single day. Like, oh, sure, I'll do an interview now. Okay, yeah, I can do a reading, whatever. I'll meet this person for lunch because it's good for whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll podcast this day or this day or this day. Whatever it is, right? Like, I'm, I'm running from thing to thing. Mm-hmm. So I have made an absolute resolution, and I have put my foot down already two or three times, and we are only a few days into January. So that's a foot down each day. At least. Day. At least. I'm going to say both feet down each day, that I cannot do anything on Mondays and Tuesdays. Those two days, 100% are only writing. So what does the schedule look like? Now, how did you, did you, because, you know, I, I depend on an actual uh, calendar, a day timer, 
But I have a regular calendar. That's for everything. But I'm not treating it like a job. I got to admit, this is something that I've often thought about that I should do. Right, and so so Mondays and Tuesdays are you know absolutely 100 percent sacred. So Wednesdays, you're just writing those days. right? Wednesdays I can do other. I'm I, half the day is going to be for writing, and half the day I can do other things involved with writing, interviews, other podcasts, whatever. Mm-hmm. Thursdays and Fridays are days that you and I can podcast. Okay. Are days that I'm open to do whatever I need to do and catch as catch can. Okay. Um, and that's that's and is it. Is this a nine to five thing? Oh yeah, hundred percent nine to five. Okay. And actually, m- both days, what I and it was Julia Shears who said this to me about a year ago. She was like, "Shout you, out, Julia Shears." Yeah, shout out um, to the fabulous. Uh, that she said, you know, you have to remember and keep or keep in mind, hold tightly. What is your best writing time? My best writing time is first thing in the morning. Well, that's fortunate. Yes, and so I want to get up and do nothing but write from the second I get up. Um, and Mondays and Tuesdays, I can do that because my daughter can get a ride to the carpool in those okay. days. And that's how you determine to make it Monday or Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday. Yep. So those are the days it works. I think I said I went riding on Monday, which was New Year's Day, but I didn't. It was New Year's Eve. And on New Year's Day, I that was my treat to myself. Started off mm-hmm. doing it. Got up in the morning. Got up at like 7. And I didn't leave my desk till about 6, which sounds crazy. I know. That but, does sound crazy. But, man, I needed that much time to just organize everything and get mm-hmm. everything ready to go because I have a deadline f- for a new book in uh, November. November. So Which sounds I'm, like yeah. a long time, but isn't. It isn't. And I mean, I've been, of course, researching especially, and doing a lot of work. Yeah, but especially when it's a book that requires the amount of research. Right. Thank God. I mean, I've been researching it for four or five months now. So, but I still have a lot of research. I mean, it's constant. Okay. And, I, and then my other, as you are all, as you know, I'm having a hard time speaking because I'm getting excited <laughs> um, that I have my rule of 500 words. Mm, so yeah. my rule for six days a week this is also my news resolution. Six days a week, I'm going to write either 500 words or read for two hours or edit for two hours. Mm. Every day that has to happen six days a week. Okay. So then just today. That, that's just sort of, that's, now is that just sort of, sort of worked in or do you, are you going to wake up six hours, doing the first thing in the morning for six days a week? No, no, that's just Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay. Because then I have other things to do. I mean, there's a lot to do, right? Grocery there's shopping, pay the bills. Take your kids here and there. Right. You probably don't need to get your eyebrows done. I do. Uh, no, I take care of that myself. Okay. Yeah, I have somebody else to have. Yeah. That is luxurious. It is, but necessary, in mm. my opinion. So mm-hmm. it's just, I'm just saying the little things creep in. And then, you know, all the little meetings and interviews and whatever it is. And also side things that you're writing. Mm-hmm. But it, it's more, it's also, um, are you finding that it's also a mindset? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Instead of always, because the way I do it quite often is just every day I'm going, okay, what am I going to like, I'll right. sit down for a couple this hours. This is the day, but. Exactly. It can't be like that. Um, and this isn't, you know, this isn't uh, a revelation. A lot of people are, this is a subject that's discussed at the Grotto. Right. Regularly. So I saw a Twitter thread today, which I would try to find, but who cares? We're not going to find the person, mm-hmm. um, where it was an academic who was making fun of specifically fiction writers. She's like, oh, fiction writers are always saying things like, I have to write 500 words a day. <laughs> and I was laughing, thinking, oh, I'm a nonfiction writer, and I do the same thing. But she specifically said 500 words a day, and then she had some number that seemed crazy, like, or 30 minutes. Like, I can't write 500 words in 30 minutes. If you're a fiction writer, you might be able to. Really? Yeah, because it's, it's more... Well, I don't so know. That was, this was her point, and then she was saying... 
I mean, that's just impossible. If you're giving any thought at all to what you're doing, it takes far more time than that. And especially if you're a historian and writing about history. And I had to laugh because I consider myself a historian and I write about history and I'm writing about history now and I'm doing it in chunks of 500 words a day or two hours of editing. Was she advocating for like 35 words a day? She was just saying it's all bullshit. And those people that are just crazy, and that's not. I think like a lot of people <laughs> I need in today's it. world, she's taking the personal and suggesting Correct. it's universal. For me, it really helps to every day have a goal. Mm-hmm. So on what I do is on Sundays, I look at my week. Mm-hmm. This I always do, and I make a list of all the things that have to happen that week. Oh, and it faces the page of my daily what's going on so that I'm mm-hmm. constantly aware of. Oh, I have to actually get bills paid. Oh, I have to reach out to these editors. Oh, I have to respond answer these emails. So you pay And then the I check them off. I do. I pay all the bills. Does, oh, I mean, Roy, Roy. can you bongo that? I can bongo. Okay. Um, <laughs> does all the laundry. I feel like it's a very fair deal. Laundry's so easy. I do laundry. laundry. He does all the laundry and watches, watches sports. Yeah, that's how you do it. You, right. you fold half time. I don't want to do the laundry. I'd much rather Laundry's pay the bills. Really easy. If you, especially if you get a nice system like I do. He has an awesome system too. Yeah. Uh, whites, one load. Yeah. Uh, colors below the belt. Colors above the belt. Oh, I yeah. like that. So it makes for easier folding, fewer categories. What about the whole sports clothes situation? Same thing. You just okay. split them up. Below, oh, you do? Below, oh, because he um, does like giant loads of sports clothes. Sports clothes make up, as you can see, as I said yeah. before, you sport clothes do make up quite a bit of our uh, laundry. Uh, well, until two weeks ago now, just inside out, disgusting t shirts and <laughs> boxer shorts and. Because things that haven't been washed. Ah, uh, got it, got it, got it. Home from college. I see. That's what makes up laundry now. Um, all right, so that's your first one, and that's—I I don't know if I would call it. Well, in a way, that is the ultimate resolution because it suggests resolve. So my, I had I had an overarching theme for the year, okay. and it was the year of less. The year of less, and you're not talking about. WKRP in Cincinnati's Les Nessman. No, no. Even though that is award. one of my favorite TV shows of all yeah. time, especially the Thanksgiving episode. As God is my witness. Yes. I, I thought, I thought turkeys, turkeys could fly. fly. That's the greatest. I is <laughs> That is the moment to me when I really, as a child, under, knew I understood humor. And that is pretty hilarious. It's very funny. You had to see it the first time, though. Yeah, yeah. You had to. To really get how funny it was. And, of course, I'm a bad guy. Oh. Because I was uh, Jennifer, not Bailey. Oh. Also, Ginger, not Marianne. That all makes sense to me. Ironic, considering who I married. That is very ironic. Uh We actually went one year for Halloween as the professor and Marianne. (laughs) I can totally (laughs) see that. So perfect. I had hair. Well, that makes sense. It was back then. Could you wear a hat? Does he wear a hat? No, never. No, just cat. See, I've almost never seen Gilligan's Island because we didn't have reruns. Only two channels. That is sad. I know. Well, I lived. Maybe good. I we mean, had Bullwinkle. I liked that. In the afternoons when we were just watching Bob Newhart reruns. Uh, swimming. Yeah, I, I swam year round. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I totally. New Year's. I totally dislodged my train of thought. Oh, you're less. You're going to do less. So my year of less is so one of the things, and this has already been hard, is to say no to people for the first time. I used to say yes to everything. I'm on the other end of that. What do you mean? I'm wanting to say yes to this year. Oh, you guys, get a hold of Larry. I'll say yes. He's going to say yes. I am having to say no. because. So my new rule also is I can only do one big event a month. Okay. Um, And my year is already full. Wow. I have one month open and I'm trying to keep it completely open so that I can really just so if you're hunker down. to get BQ to your event, it's too late. It might be too late. Yeah. 
but for the year after, we'll see. Anyway, so um, things like that, I cleared out. I unsubscribed from everything that I could think of that comes into my inbox. So just less mail. Way less mail. I'm just trying to think, well, how can I do less? And I'm, oh, and how this trick someone um, mentioned to me, and it's been very helpful. I don't say yes or no right away when I'm offered something. And when I say offer something, I don't mean like fly me to London. I'm talking right, about right. whatever it is. Right, it could be right. anything. Um, I give myself 24 hours to respond. I don't respond right away. Okay. I just wait and tr- decide, is this really something I need to be doing sh- or should be doing or want to do? And then I say yes or no. Well, later this year, when the GrottoPod podcast becomes huge, correct, it's gonna be they're going to have to go through you. Uh, You're going to have to deal with that, right? But I'm, I'm going to say yes. Please do, and they're just going to get me. Maybe. <laughs> Are you worried? That's why I was afraid to tell you all these things on air. No, 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 no. I can, I can handle it. I think we're that's doing fine. Like the uh, live podcast that we've been talking about, does that count as an event? Maybe. I'm kind of talking about like. Like I'm really looking forward to this, but I'm flying to the North Carolina Museum of Art mm-hmm. uh, in two weeks. That's fantastic. That would be ACMA. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm only going to do one big travel thing this month. Where is the North Carolina Museum of Art? Raleigh. Can you do? Can you check on my niece while you're there? She's sure, I would love of to. The Mary Tyler Moore lifestyle there in Raleigh. I, I've never been there. I'm kind of excited. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, I've, heard. I've never been. But... And I'm teaching in Hawaii again this year. Yay! Are you doing the uh, Mokuleia? Mm-hmm. Okay. Writers retreat. Hey, and actually, that is a fantastic, fantastic retreat. If anyone is interested, Mokuleia, and you can um, get a hold of me through the Grotto Pod, and I will let you know how to find out about it. But some, I mean, first of all, the classes are going to be fantastic. Um, who's going to be there for sure? Me for sure. Um, Zoe. Uh, Carter Fitzgerald. Yes, who does our who does our music? Yeah, um, she's also going to be teaching nonfiction. There's going to be some super cool special guests that, which we can talk about when I they are confirmed confirmed that are going to be a, quite a big deal. And, um, and it's and Connie's teaching, and it's going to be right on. It's right on the ocean, and you stay. Uh, yeah, co-ed deal. It's totally co-ed. Oh, no, it's totally co-ed. It it just happens. Those are women, but uh, both of the special guests who are coming are men. Uh, and if you do want uh, info on that from BQ, you can email us at grottopod, or is it the, it's the grottopod. No, it's grottopod. It's grottopod. Gmail.com. <laughs> uh, or yeah, <laughs> how about you just skip that and, and DM her her through the grotto's Twitter feed at the grottopod. The, the grotto, at the grottopod. Yes, Ooh. and I can get back to you. But um, that is, and it's incredibly, I mean, it's actually, it would be a great deal for a vacation because it is so beautiful if there. you're into the tropical vacation which thing. i am which i totally am so anyway i have things like that every month that i'm excited to do and i want to do but i can't be layering things on top of it i have to have mm-hmm. some restraint you have to prioritize right it's hard to do though because it's like you want to do everything right. i want to do everything right well you're um, sort of reaching that period in your career where you're sort of your career is maturing right and it's something that i have worked hard for basically my whole adult life. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be I want to be helpful to other people. I want to enjoy it. I I want to participate. I want to I mean I I want I want I want I want I want and at some point you just have to stop. Mm-hmm. But for, I think for some people out there listening and maybe some people sitting in this room it's an mm-hmm. enviable position enviable position I agree no it's fantastic it's all less. good it's all good that's the thing that's what makes it um that's what makes it a hard choice in a way right it's it's like a true 
moment of conflict in a story mm. because the choice has to be it has to be a true choice. Something mm-hmm. has to be at stake on either side, right? So that's where I am. Character development 101 right there. <laughs> what is BQ going to choose? Act one is completed. We're now at act two. <laughs> so what I have to choose is the work. I yeah. have to choose the work. So that's well, my... because you my, have a deadline. I have a deadline. And I don't want it to suck. I want it to be good. Mm-hmm. And I also really enjoy writing. And that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Now, are so, you looking yeah. forward past this to where... So this is a one-year deal. you got a deadline in... Yeah. in uh, November. Right. What happens next year? Don't tell anybody. I'm going to push it to December, I think. Well, you just told everyone. I know. Listening. But I'm you just saying, just I'm just in my brain, of thousands in my of brain, I'm thinking like, if I have to, I can go into December. Okay. I already know what the next book is. Oh, you do, but you don't yeah. have a contract for it yet. No, I was supposed to have that proposal written. Remember forever? I was like yeah, working yeah. on a proposal. I just could not nail it. And now I have to get started on this book. So Multiple I, books. Yeah, I don't know if it'll happen. I mean, Check but out the big success on BQ. <laughs> Look at me now. Yeah, I mean, I'm no Vanessa Waugh, but no, who has been? Oh my gosh, Instagramming. By the way, very active on Instagram. Uh, has been Instagramming galleys. Yeah, yeah. So her book, River of Stars, is coming out this summer on. Big time publisher. Yeah, at Ballantine, I, I think. Which one is, is that right? I don't know. Uh, someone big, but you know, she had that short story collection. Vanessa was also one of our early, early interviews. She made you guys, no, Shanti was our first, wasn't she? Shanti was supposed to be little uh, grotto pod history. Oh here. right, Shanti was supposed to we be had our a disaster. First. We got here and we didn't know how to use the equipment. Shanti, who has two kids, got a babysitter, came all the way from Berkeley, <laughs> and we didn't, know and we couldn't do it because we think, suck. She's so horrible. nice. Oh my god, she's the nicest person. I have a sneaking feeling the only reason why I was approached by prominent members of the grotto to host this here uh, grotto pod is because they thought I knew how to use the equipment. Uh, also, they had heard your other podcast and thought There's you were good. There's no way they listened to my yes, other I, I know that that's true. So. If they had, they would have gone, what? Are you kidding? Let's get you the other guy. You are incorrect. <laughs> but they probably did think you know how to use the equipment. Yeah, they were wrong. Whatever. I have no clue. Um, and that's fine. I think that's fine. So anyway, uh, I'm no Vanessa Waugh, who also, by the way, I was, I was stress texting with her over the holidays. Stress texting. <laughs> yes. Because, okay, so Vanessa has, so she had that short story collection come out October 2016. Mm-hmm. That book was huge in terms of winning all these awards. Getting she, a lot of attention. Yeah, and she went all over the place mm-hmm. and she tra- she's still traveling with it. And in the meantime, she had a two-book deal, novels. She has, a no- she has a novel coming out 2018 summer, so in just a few months. And she has another book. I don't know when that novel's coming out. I don't know if it's written. I have no idea. And she writes a weekly column she for does. the Chronicle. Oh, my God. How do people do that? And she has two kids who See, are young. I would say weekly column. Eh. I wrote half oh of my God. while you were talking. Just so now. I was stressed texting with her on like – two days before New Year's because I was a week late with a review that was a thousand words and I was having so much trouble with it. Larry's giving me a look like, well, how see, could now you I feel bad. <laughs> I, I mean, I was sort of, I was being only slightly facetious earlier, but I did write like a third of a column while you were talking to me earlier. Yeah. And, and it's pretty, but it's not but like. But you're very prolific like that. Well, it's also, I think it's a different kind of stuff too. I mean, it's, I'm writing a humor column and I already know what it's about. Humor's it's hard. Sort of, Humor's super freaking hard. It's some, you're good at, I would, a book review would be hard for me. But you know what Vanessa said? It was a, it, it was an art show review, an exhibition review. Yeah. And she's, and I said, how do you write call, a column every week? And she wrote back, she's so nice. Reviews are hard. Yeah, they oh, are. Oh, that made me feel so good. <laughs> Reviews are hard. That's a totally different animal. Can I plug myself right Absolutely. now? Okay, so um, I'm now a blogger for Ms. Blog. That's so, right. yeah, check out Ms. Magazine. I'm blogging about art over there. 
Which, of course, makes me think of the late, great John Hillerman, who just died this past year. Why? Because he played Anne Romano's boss on One Day at a Time, and he oh, used to call her M.S. Romano. That's right. Because he wasn't right. comfortable seeing Miz. Oh, my God. What a history. I'm so glad you reminded me of that. I need to write that down as yeah. soon as we leave here to remember. John Hillerman, better known for I did not know. Higgins yeah. on, uh, of did, course, Magnum P.I. Did not know his name. Had yeah. no idea. Well, you know, it's the kind of thing I make it my business to know. I've noticed that. Which isn't necessarily all that great, but... Um, now you know everything about me. I want to know your resolutions, but also I want to hear people out there. I want to hear what your you know writing what? resolutions that are. Would be Can't you just tweet at us? Do it. And I would say that... Let's get a little holistic here. Mm-hmm. You could call anything... If you're a writer, you can call anything a writer's resolution. You can call like getting what? in shape a writer's resolution. No, Because you're no. going to feel better. No, I don't think... I Personally, disagree. Let me tell you something. Okay. My prolific, my most prolific time as a writer, of course, nothing came of it, was when I was in the first semester of... <laughs> what does that mean? I was Because nothing got published. But oh, I see. That's first not semester, the same thing. First semester of grad school for teaching. Oh, yeah. 1996, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So I am going to grad school. And it's a teaching program, so it is basically... Like, this is full-time. Right. You're here 40 hours. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm also writing for two music weeklies in Seattle. And I wrote like three-fourths of two novels simultaneously because I felt great. Yeah. And I think for some writers like me who are or kind of haven't gotten to that act too like you have where you're like, well, this is my job. And I, whether how, no matter how I feel, I'm sitting down and I'm you know, really right. fighting through it. Right. Uh, if you're good, before you get to that point, you will ride a wave. And I would say if you're working out and you're feeling good, you're, whatever you have to do to feel better, that's going to put you in that headspace where you can sit down and be prolific. That is interesting because um, Anne Lamott has this, who is, you know, guru of writing. Right, you, you and know. guru of new parents, as I found when we got oh, pregnant right. 20 years ago. Yes. This Anne Lamott book. You got several copies. Someday she'll have dreadlocks. <laughs> There's still time. Um, but she has something where she says to her students, you know, stop going to the gym, stop working out. You say you only have this much time. And I don't totally agree with I that. I disagree. I have... If I if I don't work out, first of all, I'm crazy, completely mm-hmm. crazy. I don't even call it working out. Like if I just need to do something athletic. Yeah. Or I am crazy, but also if you don't move your body, it's very hard to just be in your head all the time. I agree. Even you know, so I haven't you know I hadn't worked out much in the last six weeks, and after a while, it starts to right. First, right. you get like, Ugh, look at me, I'm disgusting. And yeah, then, and you, you feel know, disgusting, and you yeah. And I've noticed the last couple weeks just walking brisk on it. Oh my God, this feels fantastic. Right. But that's all it is. I mean, it doesn't have, you don't have to do something crazy. No. You know, um, I heard an interview with Joyce Carol Oates where she said that was, people are always freaking out about how productive she is. And she says it's from running. Yeah. So there you go. And think of all those lake poets, all those long walks that they took. Well, that's now that's maybe a different thing because if you take a long walk and you're not wearing headphones. Yes. I think that's probably important. That is Good brain churning time. Yeah. You know, I always found that before I started wearing headphones. Do you ever, but you listen to podcasts. Do you ever listen to books on tape? No. I just wonder nope. if it's different. You've asked me that before. And what did you say? And I, I apparently said, didn't nope, listen. And you thought it was really weird. Uh, well, no, I don't know if I think it's weird or not. Oh, maybe I do. Yeah. Okay. But if I want to like use, make, be productive in my walk, yeah. I'll listen to music. Yeah. That makes sense. I, because I often find when I listen to books on tape, which I listen to a lot, mm-hmm. that I get ideas. Like something, oh, really? like I go, oh, like they're saying that and makes me think of this. I would say. But that doesn't really happen with podcasts. There's no room when you're listening to a podcast. Yeah. Because you're listening to what they're saying. Um, 
But, you know, and I don't want to, as you were saying that, I, I don't want to color this as like a one size fits all. Like, you need to work out. Oh, my God. Totally not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found for I me, agree. though, everything else has got to be clicking. Which so what's your six weeks. what's your resolution? Do you have one? I haven't really given it any thought. I thought maybe we'd come up with one while we're sitting here um, because I'm really... Aren't you working on a novel? I am, but I don't want to say, I'm going to finish that novel. But see, I don't think it has to be goal-oriented like that, but I think goal-oriented, like uh, Karen Carbo uh, at Tin House once gave this advice to the group I was part of. I thought it was brilliant, which is visit your book every day, even if it's just for a few minutes. Well, I find that very helpful. I think that... The idea of coming up with, rather than coming up with an overarching goal, instead coming up with some nuts and bolts. Right. Seems like a right. good idea to me. Like, right. I, you know, my first thought when someone said, what's your resolution? I said, well, I want my podcasts to really take a jump forward this year. Great. I love that resolution. But that's very vague. Right. You have what to have steps. That? And that's the same with saying, I'm going to get a book done by whenever. I'm going to have a book by the end of the year. Right. Well, that's not a resolution. That? Right. right. The resolution is, I'm going to that's five days a week. Yeah. Right. That's a total dream. How are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to stop ignoring Beth's emails to start. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> it was Christmas. What do you want from me? I get it. I but she's so good. She's just working away. I know. We're talking about our fabulous producer, Beth Weingarner, who's amazing. And tireless. And has so many good ideas. And won't come on the show. I know. We need to get her on. You guys, tell her that she has to come on. She's so smart. She is. But yeah, I thought about that because she kept sending these ideas. I'm like, that sounds great. Whatever. Oh. There's more chocolate, isn't there, that I can eat that hasn't been eaten yet? (laughs) Okay, but now we're all back. Yeah, I was definitely offline, partly because I had a 1,000-word deadline I couldn't meet. I'm so not like you. I just, well... You're able to, like... that you have actual deadlines? (laughs) No, you have deadlines, too, but you... And then also, the thing you do, when you... Like we say, oh, 500 words, and you write 3,000. Right. So maybe if you scaled back... Well, here's my thing. When I was working on that... During NaNoWriMo, when I was like, I'm in it again, let's go. My thing is, and maybe this is unprofessional, but I'll start a chapter or a scene. I got to finish that. I can't finish in the middle of it or it's gone. It's a very fly- uh, flighty thing. I think that thing. makes sense, actually. That like, makes sense. I'll forget, or, you know, because I know a lot of writers, I think Ethan Canem was one of them, were like, no, stop yourself. You know, uh, yeah, Hemingway finish, said that too. Finish while, you're still, while you're still going, I'm like, no, I got to ring it out. Although, if I'm done with a, like a chapter, you know, my 3,000 word chapter's done and I still have ideas. Yeah, I'll stop then. I might write a few notes and then bail for the day. Right. I often um, get a lot of really good ideas as I'm finishing because I know I get to stop. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I make, um, oh, not parentheses, what are the square ones called? Brackets. Brackets. I make brackets and then I just dump everything I'm thinking about into that. And I find that I'm the most prolific in that. Those last moments of just like spewing random whatever where it uh-huh. doesn't have to be an actual sentence. And so often there's really good stuff in there. Well, and that's really nice because then you know when you start tomorrow. That's the great That's the great part about it. Because I've had a lot. I, I think I was ruined by reading too much like beat stuff when I was a kid. Because then it's like, oh, here's how you're supposed to write. You're supposed to take a giant ream of paper. And just keep writing like and crazy. just keep going while someone stands behind you yelling, go, go. And just take amphetamines. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. That's the thing that sets all those boys in leather jackets. I mean, I've tried writing kids. like that, too, where you're just like, I'm just going to spew, 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 well, spew, spew. it's just spew. riffy. It's very riffy. Right, which is great and feels great. But then when you go back and try to form it, it's so overwhelming. Like, there's some there's some fine line between those right, two things. Right, right. I mean, my first drafts are okay, They, but yeah. 
and like my second drafts are just first drafts. I just start over. Usually I'll just oh, start really? over. And just, Sometimes that's the easiest way. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that's the easiest way. But, um, but clearly uh, what I need this year is something along the lines of what you're doing because, I mean, for all my prolific – when I actually sit down and write, nothing's getting done. I went back and looked at how I had structured broad strokes because mm-hmm. it was kind of hard. I had both kids at home, one still in middle school. I ended up having my nephew move in t- with me, which was right. a huge help. And he's now like... Filmmaker. Filmmaker. Like we had a great deal. We had an artist deal, which is that he'd give me a year and I'd give him free mm-hmm. free place to live um, while he set up... a career as filmmaker in San Francisco and it's worked out great for him. It's worked and it worked out great for me. But I really knew I had to utilize what I had to utilize. Anyway, I went back and looked at how I did it and basically it was I mean that was totally out of fear. <laughs> but it was where I looked at every week I had a goal every week and I knew what the goal was going to be and I kind of went to the end of my deadline and like back, you know, did reverse you engineered down onto the calendar. Yeah. So I knew, oh, okay. like, I have to have this chapter done oh. by this day. So your New Year's resolution isn't really something new. No, a lot of it was, well, it is new in that I decided that there had to be just actual days where that's all I did. Mm. I couldn't really do it before when the kids were more at home and younger, but I really need giant chunks of time. I can't keep cutting it up. Mm-hmm. I also, when my nephew was living with me, I was able to go away because he could help out. Oh, okay. So I would go away yeah, for like you a have week. A lot of home responsibilities, right? Yeah. Doesn't everyone? Don't you? Not anymore. Right. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, I mean, even today we had to meet early because I got to drive my daughter to basketball practice. Right. You know, right. and like that's a small thing, but it's the middle of the day. Right. Like I, you know, it, and it's and she goes to school in another city. Yeah. It, it takes hours and yeah. hours. I used to have to drive across town a lot carrying things like lunch yeah, or homework. They say not to do that. I know. But, but I, I always did it. I couldn't bear it. I know. I always did it, too. Let them starve. Really? You know how that's going to look for me at 3 o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's really all about me. Plus, I couldn't stand it. Um, but I do not bring uniforms to San Rafael. So they just play no uni? If, you, if she forgets the uni, they she sits. face their coach. Wow. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's the, well, it... it, it I had to start it way back in the day when, when my son was there. But yeah, I mean, I've always heard we're not doing him any favors, but it's hard to just go. Yeah. I know you're doing yourself a favor. That's the whole thing. I mean, my kid calls at midnight. We need a ride home, and I'm in bed. I'm like, midnight. I would have been asleep for hours. Uh, I wasn't actually. Pretty I, much. I just turned off the light. I also get up every morning and write right away. I've been doing that for a while. Here's the problem. Again, I'm making excuses, but I'm wired to write at night, and I can't. Right. I won't because I'll never sleep. Well, yeah, that's a problem. So you're wired to write at night, and you don't, and you can't write in the morning? Well, when are you writing? When I'm writing, it's the afternoon. Oh, got it. Because I work out in the morning. Boom. That's that's that time. Right. That's done. Right. And then after that, yeah, I just do it in the afternoon if no one's sitting around my house. All right. Um, Like children. They're so children. needy. <laughs> Doesn't matter what age they are. I'm like that. I call my my mother is ninety, and I call her I'm like ma. <laughs> yeah. Well, brace yourself. It's a long road. Well, I hope so. Yeah, me too. I really hope so. Um, but my sister, who's a doctor, told me this morning that my dad is ninety five and he's going to live at least another ten years. <laughs> wow. I know. She's like he is healthy as a horse. Good for him. I know. Look it's your crazy. Genes, man. I hope it's true. Nice job. We'll see. Um, yeah, well, and you know, 
and to be vague, speaking of that, I mean, I still have a lot of responsibilities uh, related to yeah. my dad passing, and it's easy to let those take up your day. Because they, they are suck. complicated and they suck and you don't want to do them. And they're also not here. Well, I generally spend, except for when we were gone, I spend a couple hours on hold every day. Are you kidding me? No, just waiting for oh like, my okay, God. I got to cancel so this evil. thing and I got I don't know how to do it. So I got to right. call and figure it out. Right. Um, but that has nothing to do with any kind of New Year's resolution other than maybe to get it done. Well, also, it does take up your time, though. I mean, and that's part of why you have to know what your time is for writing. Well, and you know what else? Um, and this sort of piggybacks off of me saying you got to you know feel good and be in a good mental spot and work out and do all this stuff. But if you've got uh, – it's it's so hard to not – especially if you're writing something humorous, which I tend to do, to sit down and do that when the rest of your life is like, oh. Oh, my I God. Just, you know, spent two hours with Com- Social Security trying right. to figure out how to stop my right. father's soul killing because he's dead. Right. Soul yeah, killing. Like, let's sit down and write something funny about, you know, whatever. About so you have, to, you have to do that for your column. That's yeah, yeah, but that's pretty easy because it's based on stuff from the other podcast. So that right. I can just do and Okay. But I still resent Right. <laughs> no, I get every it. <laughs> I resent every deadline too. I, totally I don't resent, resent it. it. I just feel every time I pick something out. up, I picked up I'm writing an annual report for this realtor who I really like and I've done it every year, but I'm yeah. like, shoot, why did I say yes? <laughs> I was telling Beth this morning, I'm like, I don't understand how journalists who have deadlines all the time do it. Like I am so stressed out all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's just looming. Oh, <laughs> so I'm doing this stupid thing. And like where you're hustling. As a journalist, and you have like multiple venues and multiple stories right. going, and oh my well, this god! This is why I've never called myself a journalist. I'm definitely not a journalist. Although it depends. What like, do you say when people say, "What do you write?" But you also write fiction. Yeah, there's really no easy answer to that now. It yeah. was easy when I was a columnist, right? Well, I'm a newspaper columnist, right? Boom, that's what I. But do. that's kind of a journalist, isn't it? I never felt like that was journalism, but maybe I don't know what journalism is. Like I remember once when I used to edit this magazine in Seattle. Uh, it was called Washington Law and Politics. Sounds oh, pretty journalistic, it right? It does. Very much so. But we had an uh, an intern, and she's journalist. journalist. I'm like, well, I'm not a journalist. And she said, what are you? And I said, because I'm a humorist. I'm not really. Right. I mean, if oh, I had I to like be that. anything. But I was going to say, if my beat was high school sports, I don't think I would resent those deadlines. I'd be like, ah, oh, it's no big. And those deadlines are awesome because you go to the game and then you sit in your car and you bang out the story and you turn it in by 10. It's great. Oh, Larry, did I share with you the story with my daughter in it no. last week? Oh, yes, yes, it yes, was you did. very... Speaking of high school sports. I know. It made me so happy. A prominent <laughs> high school athlete. Uh, it made me so proud She's of her. She's a sophomore now, right? Yeah. Years. On varsity. Make sure you make that uh, that uh, video for all the coaches, college coaches. Oh, no, I don't think she'll play in college. Does she want to? Uh, I think she would like to. I mean, it's possible. She's not very tall. That doesn't matter. It might not matter. Um, but we digress. Um, digress. Because people ask me, what do you write? And mm. I don't know what to say. I used to yeah, say nonfiction. Yeah. Creative nonfiction. <laughs> but, and then they say, oh, you're a journalist. I'm like, no, I write what creative nonfiction. That sound, you sound crazy. Well, narrative nonfiction. I mean, it's narrative even, nonfiction. But, but that's interesting to me because I feel like even in the time that we've been doing this podcast after Broad Strokes came out, You've been oh, right. becoming more and more niched and specialized. You write something very specific. I know. I've really become so what widely known mostly as an art historian. Memoir artist. Art history. Right. <laughs> and it, it's so strange because my writing world and my 
art history world were so separate for 25 years Not that they've anymore. just suddenly come together. It's very strange. And, but it's great. I love it. But it makes total sense. I mean, what could yeah. be better than having the two things you're really interested in totally. be the same thing? It just never occurred to me that anyone would want to read about it. Turns out a lot of and people And they do. do. So that's great. I'm excited. People like Chelan. I love that. Although we don't know if they sold any copies. They just know that they, only they had, one copy. had it there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, was, I look everywhere we go. We oh, that is Stroke. so nice. Well, partially because it's very easy to find. It's I right. know it is. How about those Chronicle Books designers? Whoa, yeah, man. Nice work. They did such a good job. Good job, Chronicle. Say, speaking of basketball, I need to go. We are going to have to cut this short because... Uh, How short is it? Is it too short? Um, you know what I was thinking? What? what do people think about reading stuff? Having people read some stuff on the podcast? Is that boring? Have readers. Uh, it would like, have to be pretty short. Yeah, but... I think. Humor would be funny. That would be funny unless yeah. we didn't laugh. I know, but we can't tell if people are laughing or not, so it's that's reminding good. reminding me of something, but I'll tell you off air. Okay, that seems fair. <laughs> All right, so we are going to wrap it up early. Uh, we came through with BQ's actual, very organized and much thought given to New Year's resolution. It's true. My very shoddy, uh, not a whole lot of thought given Could to. Could you recap yours? I'm not sure I know what well, it is. Well, I, I guess all I came up with was uh, wanting to grow the podcasts, but no specifics. Also do want to finish the novel, but again, no specifics. Perhaps you could work on that and we could check in again next week briefly and hear. Okay, we'll check in in our specifics. intro next week to see if I've actually come up with something. Um, oh, shoot. Um, did we forget something? I did. Okay. I forgot something that has nothing to do with this okay, podcast. Okay, great. Uh, next week, uh, when our guest will be... I think next week is... I don't know. <laughs> our guest is always I don't know. Well, because we had a lot of shuffling of things around because I had to reschedule things from December. Right. So unless I had my That's laptop, I which thinking. I don't, I could not look at my... Anyways, I guarantee you it'll be a great show. And uh-huh. It'll be a little more focused than this one. Because basically this week <laughs> we just wanted to reconvene and get back yeah. on track and get you guys Get in here, get in hot. Here, get warm. It was great now that I'm wearing the workout clothes. I feel like I got a pre-sweat worked up here. That's good. It'll I took my sweater off while we were talking. I, you did. I, it, was, it was deft. I noticed that. It was yeah. very deft. So I was like the girl in Flashdance. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I told Rick, I told Roy that. <laughs> That's twice. I don't know if I can bongo that one out. That one was real quick. You just slipped it in I told, there. I told Roy that as we were driving back from Mount Diablo, as I took off my heart rate monitor underneath my shirt. I was like, remember <laughs> Flashdance? exactly when she, when she took off her heart rate monitor. <laughs> <laughs> she takes off her whole bra, but I was like, whoop, whipped out my heart rate monitor. It was long very suffering. sexy. I think that, that poor long-suffering Roy. I you have no idea. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Long suffering Roy. Okay. Well, okay. if you want to get, well, we already told you our Twitter handle, which is at the Grotto Pod. If you want to get a hold of me, uh, uh, at that Larry Rosen, not that other one, no, not this that, one, that, that Larry Rosen. Uh, BQ can be found at B Quinteris with two N's. Right, because that's how you spell Quinn. That is how you spell Quinn. Otherwise, it'd be Quine. Oh yeah, be Quinteris. Yeah. That would make no sense. Um. I think we should thank Producers. Beth Weingarner and Lee Kravitz and Lorianne Doyle because oh, they're like we're awesome. Thanking Beth. Yeah, thank you, Beth, for everything. Oh my God, so much work. Uh, music is by Sugar Town, not Sugar Land. Sugar Town. They've been having some great They've local shows lately. Crazy local. If you shows. live in the Bay Area, you should check them out. Especially the East Bay. And you didn't get shaken loose from your moorings this morning. Go see Sugar Town. Yep. Um, you know what? People need to subscribe uh, and write, subscribe, reviews. write reviews. Tell a friend. Oh, and also uh, like tweet at us. Tell us what your writing resolutions are. 
Yes. I would really like to know, honestly. And I'll retweet you. And you know what? I'll retweet you to our 200 followers. And I'll retweet you to our two, my 2,000 followers. Well, BQ is That's a that ton of followers. She knows the person who runs the Grotto Pod Twitter feed. Right. Really well. Correct. Intimately. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, help us grow this podcast and help me achieve my New Year's resolution. Hey, I have to tell you a funny story that I sent a message to Vanessa on Twitter. Yeah, that was a little tiny bit racy, and then I realized I was tweeting. From the oh, I was tweeting from the Grotto Pod instead you know, that's of mine. In ink. Huh? That's an ink. Yeah, Elena I know. Is in ink. So I quickly texted her and said that was not from. Good. We don't want Larry. Yeah, we don't want a Harvey Weinstein situation here. That's bad for the Jews. Speaking of which, my yeah. other podcast is. Oh, look at that. Is it good for the Jews? Oh, that was very deft. www.isitgoodforthejews.com. New episodes dropping every Thursday. Hmm, I thought it was Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Oh no, that's us. I guess Thursday. You're Tuesday. We're oh, Tuesday. Right. Okay. Uh, is it good for Jews Thursday? Don't confuse me like that. I'm, I'm it was so easy. It is too easy. We got to right. go. I got to go. That's it for us, BQ. Before you go to, oh, yeah. to uh, Marin, why don't you have, you got anything to say? I do. Everyone, this is all you need to know for 2018. Read, write, just keep working. 